Hello, and welcome to Brace and Ren 3 Direct-to-Video. My name is Brace Henderson, I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Today we'll be discussing the Disney Toon Studio film Aladdin 2 Return of Jafar. With me as always to break down all things Disney Toons is one, Renan Fontes. Ren, I, I do have to say something real quick before I, I bring you in. I want you to know that this podcast won't kill you, but you'd be surprised what you can live through. Ren, how are you doing? Uh, Bryce, you didn't really have to say that because I did watch Return of Jafar today, so I do know what I can live through. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we are in for <laughs> a heckin' terrible year and a half. <laughs> so, right off the bat, better or worse than DuckTales? Worse. Wor- oh, you think worse? I think worse. Interesting. I think, hmm, I think, alright, maybe my tune will change. My immediate impression- Oh, nice pun. My immediate impression after watching the movie was that this one was better than DuckTales. Yep. But when I say that, I I say that, like, my impression of the film, not to get too ahead of myself, is that it has some good parts. Like, yep. unlike DuckTales, there are some parts of this where if you, you know, if this was given, like, another ten drafts, and they brought in, like, a real lyricist to write the music, okay, and, yep. like, they got actual animators, you could get something good here, because I think the bones are solid. Mm-hmm. DuckTales has nothing really going for it. Yes. And it's very boring. Like, uh, Aladdin, it kind of... Mm-hmm. It, it's Aladdin has its boring moments, but it also has its, like, outright bad moments. And those little few, like, huh, I wish this was better moments. Yes. And I, I so I guess with this, there is... Uh, there were also some voice actors that were more fun to listen to. Yes. Um, than last week. So we at least have that going for us uh in fact most it's most of the cast returns from the yeah it's one. it's uh so most of the cast returns and jafar returns um it's really just uh the voice of jasmine and the voice of the genie obviously uh this it's is a, it's jasmine's singing voice who doesn't return um oh no i so when i looked at the actress on imdb it was not it was a different actress oh really yes i yes. read that it was Maybe my information was wrong. What I read was for my uh, when I was doing research for the uh, mm-hmm. notes and stuff. Yeah. What I read was that Jasmine's singing actress, uh, Sultan's actor, and Genie's actor didn't come back. And we'll we'll discuss uh, Robin Williams specifically not coming back because I do have some notes on that specifically. Yes. There's a whole like there's a whole lawsuit thing with that, right? Yes. There or, like, is. Because uh, it, it's one of the it's one of the Reddit things where like so, you know how uh, Steve Buscemi like was a firefighter yeah. on nine eleven. This is so, like Robin Williams connected to the genie for like Return of Jafar two. So here's what it is: uh, yeah. when Robin Williams signed on with Disney for the original Aladdin, the, his contract stipulated that genie could not be in more than twenty five percent of the advertisement. Yes, obviously everyone is familiar with how Aladdin's marketing went, even if you weren't alive back then, just mm-hmm. by its sheer popularity and you know genie was front and center of everything Mm -hmm. they did not honor that agreement so robin williams refused to come back for the role apparently i couldn't get like an actual source on this so it's basically heresy but Mm -hmm. apparently robin williams worked with disney to pick dan castellaneta to replace him i don't know if i believe that just because there was clearly animosity between Mm -hmm. robin williams and disney at the time i can't imagine he would willingly you know, want to choose his own successor. Yeah, I don't think he would. Yeah, but, but like, that was just one of the things I read. I wanted to bring it up because it's it's an interesting note, and but I don't think it's real. No, no. I, and to be honest, Renan, yeah. I think it's for the best 
that Robin Williams uh, went ahead and did not do this film. It's uh... <laughs> I think it's better for him. Definitely better for him. Worse for us. Yes. Because uh, Dan is no Robin Williams. No. He uh, no. he voices the genie in the Kingdom Hearts games, which uh, take which were recorded a good decade after this movie, mm-hmm. and he's a little bit better than that. But, yeah, uh, he's had a decade to work on it. For his first genie, for his first attempt at genie in this movie, it's very lifeless. It feels very hollow. Yeah. Like, there are, like his impressions, a couple of them are just voices he does on The Simpsons. Yeah. They're so not is even, he, like, this is like a, this is a Simpsons guy? Yeah. He's a Homer. Doe. That's right. Doe. Oh, uh, that's, I think that's it. Like, in, in terms of, like, uh, what I know of Homer Simpson. Oh, really? I think Doe. And he does, uh, he's like, Marge! Marge? So, we got this. We should do a lot of impressions tonight, I gotta be honest. We should do, we should do some genie, well, actually, okay, no. Um, we can discuss genie's, uh, little, because he does, he does some impressions. When you, did you, which, which you watch this film, Ren? Uh, Bryce, I watched this on Disney Plus where I got a warning yes! about uh negative depictions of real cultures. Which 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 where where the fuck was this for DuckTales? Uh, I feel like Dijon is worse than anything in this. So film. I think I think that no one has ever revisited DuckTales. So that's I a think very good point. I think that's the issue there. Um I was watching this, Ren, and I was like, I'm not sure Um I had a hard time pointing at the one thing that I was like, this is definitely what the warning's for. I could point to maybe one thing with each finger that maybe <laughs> this could have been for, but I had a hard time pinpointing and being like, oh, this is it. Um, Genie's, I, Genie's song, potentially. Yep, Genie's song, um, potentially. I think some of the accents, because Dan Castellaneta, he does like a Chinese accent. Yes. And it's, no. uh, you know, if it's not great. No. Pretty he much does... like the basic stereotypical like make fun of Asian people accent. Yeah, but don't worry. Like Disney spreads the wealth, and they hit up uh, a lot of different. That's right. A bunch uh, of cultures get a and cultures <laughs> in the song, which makes it totally okay. Um, except not at all. So yeah, one of my notes for uh, the song, I, I put the songs at the very bottom so I could keep track of how many there were and what they were. There are five mm-hmm. of them. For uh, genies, one of my notes is racist question mark. Yeah, um, yeah, it came out of nowhere, but genie comes out of nowhere. Like the movie is like fifteen minutes before he shows up, and he just yeah. randomly is like shoved into the film. Well, because uh, his appearance, him showing up, is one of those things where I was like, "Well, you're right. We're like fifteen, twenty minutes in. I'm kind of looking at my like invisible watch, and I'm like, okay, like we're we're into this." We have kind of a plot going. There's no genie. Where is he gonna come into all this? And he just shows up out of a fountain. So, I uh, I want to point out that genie is still wearing his slave chains. Yes. So I noticed that as well when it's a big deal, both at the end of the first Aladdin that uh, he loses the the Chain. chains, and then also here we have Jafar. It's a big deal that he has them. Yeah, like, the movie <laughs> makes us, it basically reminds us about the whole chain situation without yeah. acknowledging that Genie still has his chains. Mm-hmm. 
I noticed that. That was one of my notes too. It was odd. It was a, an odd thing. I actually love. Uh, I really, really do like the first Aladdin. Me too. It's uh, one I'm of a, my favorite Disney movies. I am a sucker for um, Alan Menken. I yep. think like his music, not just in Aladdin, but anything like his music is, is stand out um, and across the board. He's one of my favorite. Um, kind of going off that note about yeah. Alan Menken, I did like how this movie actually uses some of the songs from the first movie as like the score. So I made note of that as well. I felt like I didn't like that because it's like, wow, really? the music in this is just so bad that they have to lean on the music from the first one. My thinking was that I would rather use instrumentals from the first movie mm-hmm. than have them compose a new score. Because it's like you said, the new music is so bad. Awful. And and I do like the placement of it because uh, mm-hmm. like they use like a few notes from One Jump Ahead and it becomes like Aladdin's theme throughout the movie, which I actually liked. Yes. Uh, there's... Um, uh, I'm trying to think. There's like a specific few notes from it where it's like when Aladdin is like going like it's physically going down like when he's jumping off of something that they play it and it's like oh yeah uh this matches yes they we get some of that we get some of uh a whole new world like thrown in there uh it just made me i i would rather them just sing the hits than any of the (laughs) new music well uh they do they do literally just do arabian nights with some different lyrics okay yeah i wasn't uh i was not too sure if that was I feel like it's it's almost the same lyrics with like a slight change. To my understanding, those were the demo lyrics to Arabian Nights before they changed it. So okay. you know, we got a worse version of it. Yes. Um. No. So, uh, like, with my love for the music from the first one, mm-hmm. I sincerely believe that the worst thing in this movie is the music. Yeah, absolutely. The yeah. music in this is god awful, mm-hmm. and a large part of that is that uh. Gilbert Gottfried sings two of the five songs. Iago. Iago. <laughs> Iago. Jafar, I've got to sing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. Um, right. Do, do you want me to do my best Iago? Yes, do your best Iago. Okay. Um, the street rats living in the past? <laughs> Ah! The Bryson ran three direct to video. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, what happened? Why did Iago become a focal point of this sequel? So I actually have the answer to that. Okay, what is it? So, uh, while conceiving the sequel, Stones, which is the name of one of the directors, became fascinated with the character Iago, mm. commenting that. I said, I want the parrot in there, but he was trapped in the lamp at the end of the Aladdin movie. So he came up with a story of how he got out and ended up with Aladdin. So Iago was in this movie because the directors just genuinely love Iago, which is the most insane thing to me. What, Ren? You don't love me? (laughs) Is that Iago? (laughs) It's me, Iago. (laughs) Jafar. Uh, <laughs> so Iago is interesting to me because he strikes me as someone who was maybe beloved in the first Aladdin because of how loosely and sparingly 
he not loosely, but more like sparingly, he yeah. was used. I, he's barely in the first movie. When mm-hmm. he is in the first movie, his like few lines are funny. Gilbert Gottfried's performance, you know, they recognize he has an annoying voice, so he plays an annoying character. Mm-hmm. Only shows up a few times. Like yeah. you can't make the annoying character the star of your film without making it annoying in the process. Yeah, and like, like... G- kudos for this movie for trying to give Iago like a full character arc. Like, why you would even want to do that bewilders me, but whatever. They did. Yeah, They did. <laughs> but, like, I'm not going to reward a movie for doing something as basic as having an arc. You know, mm. that's something every story should have. Yes. And just because okay. it's Iago, someone who you don't expect, doesn't make it better or necessarily good or even interesting. Yes. But, and so, if we're uh, kind of ticking off uh, checkpoints in the columns, I would say that that's one tick for Aladdin 2 Return of Jafar over DuckTales. In <laughs> uh, that arc. there is an actual arc. <laughs> Characters <laughs> experience any form of change. Um, all right. Rent, let's, uh, let's talk Wait. through... Before we get in, okay. I have one. I have one final note I want to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go and, for it. And this is important because it contradicts our theory of Ducktales being the reason Disney Tunes started doing direct-to-video stuff. Mm-hmm. So, the reason Disney Tunes started doing direct-to-video stuff has nothing to do with them, and has everything to do with Disney's own failures. Due to the box office failure of The Rescuers Down Under, Disney believed that theatrical Disney sequels wouldn't work. So they decided that Aladdin 2 would be better off as a home video release. Mm-hmm. But so instead of having the three to five years that an average Disney film has to, you know, become a Disney film, Return of Jafar only had two years. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't know. It, it, it makes sense, like, if that's what their approach is. Rescuers Down Under didn't do well in the box office, supposedly. It, like, all of that would make sense, that they would then take, okay, we have this new studio, Disney Toon Studio, let's give them the sequels, let's give them a smaller budget, less time to do it, and we'll just kind of crank these out. And, like, uh, the, mm-hmm. one last thing, one, yeah. one real last thing. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be three episodes of the animated series. Okay. so It was going to be the pilot for the TV show, which did come out later, and does chronologically take place after this movie. So there so there is a show after this. Yep. There is a show after this and then Aladdin 3 King of Thieves <laughs> takes place after the show yep. as like its finale. Yep. And so and so, okay, so the Aladdin show um does it play into how this movie ends? Iago is one of the main characters. Okay. So but... I I think in that sense and I think Abi Small might appear in the show. Mhm. Okay. But uh, we'll we'll talk about him. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember watching Aladdin when I was a kid, Ren, and I said to myself, "This movie's amazing." But do you know what? We need some George Costanza. <laughs> we need a little bit of George Costanza in here to and really, he... really bring this together. And he can just use his regular voice and everything. Yeah, you know what? We don't even need we don't need him to do any voices. We don't need anything from him. We just need him to uh come here, you know, speak into a mic a few lines, play a character uh Abby Small, who, Abby Small, who um 
I'm you caught on to to the name, right? The name of convention being like abysmal. Yes. Okay. Uh, it took me. I, I'm so sad to say that it took me until writing the notes where it auto corrected at one point to the word abysmal. Really? And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, Bryce. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch with subtitles? I didn't. I didn't. So that would have that would have connected. I usually do, but off. I was watching. Um, I watched the whole thing on my phone today because I was uh, <laughs> out of. I was not in my usual location. <laughs> So, <laughs> so this must have been a really miserable experience for you. Yes, because I couldn't even like pull up Angry Birds or anything while <laughs> while I had it on. I was just locked into, locked into Return of Jafar. Um, okay. So to we already said so we opened this whole shindig up with Arabian Nights. You said this is the demo version. The, apparently, these are the demo lyrics before they changed them for the actual movie. Okay. So they just decided, you know, let's just use them. We yeah. had them, let's use them. Yeah. Um, and do we know, I know you, you you do, you did more research than I did for sure. And if we don't have an answer, I don't, I, you and I can kind of draw our own conclusions here. But in terms of like where this music used in this movie came from, do we, like, obviously this is not Alan Menken. Yeah. Um, it's not. So they just... In the two-year time frame, do we think that they hired a couple interns to the just, like... Com the composer for this movie was Mark Waters. Let's see what else he's done. He's mainly done direct-to-video stuff. His big movies, and I'm using big very liberally here, <laughs> mm -hmm. The it looks like the biggest movies he did were uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven 2 and Doug's first movie. Everything else is direct-to-video junk. But it looks like he scored a few TV shows. It looks like... Oh, it looks like he might have been Disney's in-house composer for their TV shows. So, he composed uh, Darkwing Duck, Goof Troop, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, uh, 101 Dalmatians, mm -hmm. Hercules. Did he so do those theme songs? Because if he did, he's a, a bit more of a legend than we're giving him credit for. Let me see, let me see if he composed the theme songs or just the score. Yeah, um, because yeah, if he didn't do the themes, then yeah, he's, you know, those those are were not bad. Um, so... no, he did not compose the the themes. Okay, that adds up. That adds up. All right. Um, so we get this Arabian Nights business, Ren. Um, and we're introduced to a group of thieves that just like robbed someone they got a big haul this is a surprisingly boring intro well so because aladdin pops up like he is one of the avengers yeah he like <laughs> it's like the start of age of ultron yeah like what is this it's him and abu they're stealing from the thieves and they're gonna give it to all the pores which is fine enough but this is like not the aladdin that we knew like it, the the action like the heart the intent is but, like, the Aladdin that we knew wasn't, like, all right, I'm going to go hunt down these thieves who are in some <laughs> remote location and steal their treasure, which they just worked so hard to obviously steal from somewhere else. It's... Aladdin's stealing from the stolen. I feel like the movie is trying to convey that, like, 
oh, look how Aladdin's changed. He doesn't steal from businesses anymore. He's <laughs> thieves. He's big time. <laughs> you know, he's not stealing food to survive. He's mm -hmm. stealing gold he can sell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that's, it, it's supposed to really set us up for the image of Aladdin. Um, like, they're clearly going for, like, a Robin Hood thing. But yep. the thing about Aladdin is that, like, He's not an overtly heroic character. He has heroic traits because he's a good person, fundamentally. But, like, he doesn't go out of his way to, like, play a hero or, you know, do heroic things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ren, when you're saying he's uh, a good person, are you saying that he is someone who's shown a strong sense of moral character? Maybe, Bryce, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> yeah, uh... So he steals from them. The, the leader of this uh, elite crime organization is the aforementioned... Uh, George Costanza. George Costanza, voiced by Jason Alexander. <laughs> um, he's like a buffoon. He falls, breaks things. Aladdin does some like uh, cartoony stuff to just get out of their way. This guy sucks. He's just, he's just such a lame villain. Yeah. It's so... Well, to the point where his crew... Uh, talks about killing them off. Yeah! They're and so like, done with them. I mean, in a movie called Return of Jafar, like, uh, just give me, just make Jafar the villain of the whole thing. Yeah. But you we'll don't... get into that when he shows up, though. I yeah. I, have, I do think some parts of Jafar are, are well handled mm -hmm. and interestingly done. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I but, think, uh... yeah. Yeah, I think Jafar needs a sidekick at all times. I think that that's, that was one of the, like, the in the Aladdin Bible, <laughs> that's one of the things is Jafar must always have a sidekick. And knowing what? once they knew they were gonna take Iago away, kind of, they um needed to bring in someone else to serve as the sidekick. So um all right. Jafar as a genie. I don't They're know. I said yeah. There's a rift forming between Jafar and Iago. There is. Uh, we don't know what has happened in this lamp, how much space there actually is, and how long. Um, but Iago is able to break free on his own, a la Genie from last week. Um, <laughs> where he it's can... that easy. You can just get out. Yeah, you can come and go as he pleases. And so Iago is going to get out, and Jafar is going to go with him. But Iago was like, actually, you're not going to come. I'm looking out for me. <laughs> yeah. It's all about me now. We get our first, well, we get our second song. Um, yeah. Iago decides he's going to dish Jafar. No one thought Iago needed a solo. Um, the, Gilbert Gottfried singing. Isn't it? Do you, do you like it? It gave Is me a headache. Is this favorite song in the movie? I thought it was. <laughs> thought it was gonna be uh but to open so because like arabian nights like sets the tone but it, it's yeah. it's not an actual like song no this is our first like song sung by one of the characters and it sets the tone in the worst way it is so low energy mm -hmm. the animation like compare one small step in the first movie yeah like the music it's constantly changing there's so much energy there are like slower moments where you can breathe and like the animation the actual sequence is happening it's action-packed it's energetic you immediately understand who abu is who aladdin is 
like what the guards are doing, what their situation is, what kind of place Agrabah is, what yeah. Aladdin's relationship with like his world around him is. Like everything we need to know about our main characters, their conflict, their struggle, and their wants and needs is conveyed in that like two and a half minute sequence of music. And yes. here in I'm looking out for me, it's just like a basic monologue song with does that doesn't really have interesting animation for it. It's just Iago like vomiting his motivation at us and yep. just telling us what it is, instead of showing us it in animation or in you know, action. And he, he start, he's dancing with, like, random animals. Um, so we get some of that. He does a kick line with a bunch of pigeons. So, it's rough. It's a rough song. It hurt my ears. Hurt my heart. And I, I paused and I was like, how much longer <laughs> is this movie that I'm ten minutes into? Um... But so Iago, he's all in it for himself, and we're gonna see a, a lot of Iago here. He's uh he's the main character of this movie, Iago, Return of Jafar. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's really nice that um, you know, he supports the supporting characters like Aladdin as much as he does. Uh, Aladdin, so who just robbed from the robbers is going to he's like a gold heavy santa gold on people down below yes he's gonna toss it out um i wrote so this is my thought here ren if everyone gets gold then no one does are you you're taking a syndrome stance on this i think so so like <laughs> i think that these guys yeah so as aladdin rains gold down upon the town all these people are gonna go to use their gold and they're gonna try to trade it with people for other gold and they're gonna be like uh no well, no. my line of thinking is, what shop can afford these riches? Yeah. You know, you take a gold mm -hmm. scepter to the pawn shop. They're like, no way, I'm not buying that. You take that away, I don't have enough money. Yeah. yeah. It's basically just a status symbol. Exactly, and nothing more. Um, which is why Abu so badly wants this emerald flower. Um, Ren, this, was this going to be something in the original script? <laughs> I... <laughs> Okay, so do you hear what I I'm actually, saying? I, I do know what you're saying. So I actually flipped through the uh, comic adaptation of this. Oh, okay, interesting. Uh, the diamond crystal rose is not in it, but some very interesting things are. So, uh, first of all, the comic, which I'm assuming is based on like the original draft of the movie before mm -hmm. the directors decided they love Iago and want to make him the real main character. Mm-hmm. So the main differences I spotted were Genie does not wear his chains in the comic. Yep. Uh, it's framed exactly like the first movie in that the, uh, you know, the person who Robin Williams plays at the beginning of Aladdin who like, yeah. introduces the concept of Arabian the, the one that sings Arabian Nights. Yeah. yeah. He's also in the comic and he frames the beginning and ending just like the Love first it. movie. Yep. Uh, Abismal is not in it. Wow. Instead, there is a character named Uncanny Isabella. Mm. who looks just like Jafar, except he wears green. <laughs> and he finds the lamp instead. But he's not a villain. He's just manipulated by Jafar. Yeah. And in the end, both Jafar and Iago go back into the lamp. So Iago does not have a redemption arc. Wow. That feels worse. <laughs> it feels a lot worse. You think, you think the version we got was the better one? I think so. Because <laughs> in this, Iago... My favorite character in all of Aladdin gets his time in the sunlight. 
he gets to be a hero. He gets mm-hmm. to save the day. Mm-hmm. He gets to sing twice. We'll get there. <laughs> um, Aladdin. Uh, so Aladdin's living at the palace now. Him and he and Jasmine have a very physical relationship. <laughs> right. They're very affectionate. Did you notice how much they touch each other in their first scene? No. They're all over each other. Okay. Uh, no. Are you, are you uncomfortable by that? Does that bother you? I mean, I, so I, I was noticing that Aladdin's really nervous in that in the first scene. You you think he's nervous? Well, he's nervous because Raja uh, wants to like uh, pounce on him. Yeah, he's licking him. Yeah, but before that happens, Aladdin's like, easy, Raja, it's me, we're friends. So, like, Aladdin is still nervous around Raja, and that doesn't feel good. You you think there's, like, a bad living situation between him and Raja? Yes. Yes, like, Aladdin comes home and, like, 50% of the time is potentially, like, mauled by Raja. <laughs> and then the other 50% gets this. Well, that's why he's still, bought, that's why he's still wearing the vest instead of wearing shirts. Which is gonna get torn up. Yes. Um, I thought I thought that was noteworthy. Is like, uh, after however much time has passed between the first and second, it could be a few days, it could be years. We really don't know. Um, Aladdin is he's nervous around Raja, and I, I guess that him and Jasmine are very physical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's... that's why he got her the rose. <laughs> <laughs> oh man excuse me there is a big royal announcement coming ren is the sultan pregnant yes he is he's giving birth to his first child Exciting. jasmine <laughs> <laughs> well his wife gave birth to the other one yes i was gonna say naturally this sultan's first child would be named jasmine too um so, uh, the, yeah, big royal announcement. Big, who knows what it's gonna be? Um, who knows? Could be anything. Um, Jasmine, uh, I feel, so we meet Jasmine here when she is, um, with Aladdin. <laughs> Being <laughs> intimate? I guess. I don't know. I was watching the same thing. Look, look, when when it comes to Disney couples, I just notice a level of physicality and touching that you you just don't see with, like, Anna and Kristoff, you know? What? They're not, like, like, rubbing each other's backs and... Red, shut this down! Bryce, I'm telling you what I saw in the film! The early 90s were a different time! I got you, seriously, today... Today we never see a scene in which Kristoff was giving massages... Oh, you could you... return Jafar today. <laughs> oh my gosh. Renan. Um, Jasmine has lost her voice actress in any form of personality. That's my that's my take. Well, she's not enough in the movie to have a personality. No. Well it's Well Aladdin. her personality is that she uh Aladdin. She likes, she likes Ala- Aladdin. Aladdin. Also, she doesn't like when Aladdin tells secrets or lies. Aladdin, you better not have any secrets. Not me, not anymore. I'm a good guy now. Yeah, he has a strong sense of moral character. He never lies. 
No. That's why he's lying about Iago right now. Bum, bum, bum. Jasmine, turn around. Iago is in a cage. I trapped him, and we're going to eat him for our dinner. Yeah. I like, um... I like that... So, because Iago tries to trick Aladdin, and Aladdin's like, oh, no. And then uh, there's a big fight. Iago kind of saves Aladdin, but Aladdin won't let it go. Um... I think the most interesting thing about mm -hmm. the fight was that Aladdin wears his fez under his turban. Oh uh, yeah, that is uh it's like toad. They really didn't want to draw another uh head model for him? No. You know, we already had the other one and we drew this other one, so mm -hmm. why make a third? Um so yeah, so Aladdin is going to he's going to go ahead and uh put him in a cage. Well, he puts Iago in the cage because first he has to talk to the Sultan about it. Yeah. So Aladdin like, understands that what he's doing here is not a great idea. No. Um, but I like don't I don't understand what his plan is. I think his plan is just that he wants to Sultan, can me... I have a pet? I think I think he's his plan is to go talk to the Sultan. He well he tells Iago that mm -hmm. he's gonna soften the Sultan up. So I imagine he, Aladdin's gonna be like, Iago saved my life. But yeah. when he has the opportunity to do that later in the movie, he just stutters over himself. Yeah. Which is not something he was known for doing in the original movie, so I'm not sure why they made him so poorly spoken. It's because, it, Ren, in the original movie, he never had a bird in a cage. That's true. A bird in a cage changes a man. It makes, you know, it, he Aladdin had no clue what to do. He didn't know how to best present it, and things don't go well. Um. But yes, so Jasmine... Is gonna come by and be like, Aladdin, what's for dinner? We got big announcement. And then Aladdin's gonna be like, Don't look behind you. There's no secrets here. Yeah, there's nothing here. Um, Iago is surprisingly quiet. Well, he knows that if he speaks, Jasmine will choke him. Like th this is Jasmine. This this is the pet of the guy. Yeah, who enslaved her and her father. Yeah, like Jas I, I, I get why they're not like thrilled having him here. Jasmine, please take your hands off my throat. Jasmine. <laughs> um. Genie's back. He is back, and he's here to sing. There's nothing in the world quite like a friend. Um, what is this? What? Like... This is one of the most mediocre songs in the mm -hmm. in anything Disney. And like, I say mediocre because I really feel like it's like the definition of mediocrity. It's yeah. not like offensively bad, but there's nothing even remotely good about it. No. Well. Okay. Oh well, well, well offensive, like the literal yeah. offensive stuff, <laughs> is offensively bad. I mean, like musically. But, like, <laughs> really, the song's biggest sin is that they had the perfect genie song in the first movie. You yeah. were never going to one-up it, even if you got Robin Williams back. You ain't never got a song like me. Like, there's just no way. They shouldn't Can have even bothered giving you this. Can your song do that? Um, that's a, that is such a good song. Dan Castellaneta isn't a very good singer. Will Smith... Uh, better genie than uh Dan. Than Dan. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Did you see? Did you see live action Aladdin? No, I didn't bother. Oh, you you make it sound like it's gonna be a a pain to sit through. 
Bryce, all the live-action Disney movies are a pain to sit through. Live-action Aladdin was pretty good. I don't know if I can believe that. It was pretty good. I I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hate all the live-action Disney movies. So, okay. And so I get I get why. Well, maybe I don't get why. Beauty and the Beast wasn't that bad. It's, it's, it's significantly worse than the original in every way. If you're uh, going to remake a movie, make it better. Or just make a sequel. Yeah. Set in Christmas time. Or even make it a sequel where the villain returns. Yeah. Jafar... Call Return of Gaston. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, hey! LeFou finds Gaston uh, impaled at the bottom and rubs him and he wakes up. Can you believe that LeFou, uh, the show was cancelled? Uh, there was gonna be a Josh, show? Josh Gad, star of Book of Mormon, was gonna do uh, a LeFou show on Le- Disney+. Plus. Le and Disney dropped it. Yeah, dis- so that and like the Liz McGuire show are the only two things that Disney Plus has dropped. So, the unholy oh. two. Yeah, um, and so Josh Gad was like, "Right now is just not the time to tell LeFou's story." So <laughs> well, he just said like a whole thing years. about it. Yeah, when he's older. Oh man, old man Josh Gad. It'll be like a Lando, like old Lando and young Lando. <laughs> uh, yeah, Genie is bad here. His energy is really off. The song is like we said; it's nothing special. Low energy, not really, not a lot going on. Dan doesn't really feel like he wants to be here. I think he knows he's not doing a good job. He's a little yeah. bit ashamed and embarrassed. Yes. Um. All right, Abysmal is going to free Jafar. Yeah. The you... of the, this is the lost lamp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aladdin, the movie uh, Journey of the Lost Lamp, which, by oh. the way, can we stick a pin in this for a second? Yeah, what's up? Um, so, why DuckTales, Journey of the Lost Lamp? Legend at, of the Lost Lamp. Legend of the Lost Lamp. That No, I think it's Journey. Hold on. Pretty it's sure. Legend. No, it's Legend. It's Legend. Bad, bad title, though. Yes. <laughs> bad title. Um, when the movie... No, it's Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Treasure? Yep, you're right. That's what it is. So, I remember going back this week, and... Um, I saw you know what it was I saw our podcast in my feed and I was just looking at the name DuckTales the movie Treasure of the Lost Lamp <laughs> and I thought what an awful title that doesn't what you, you and I were both saying Legend of the Lost Lamp or Journey of the Lost Lamp <laughs> better titles than Treasure of the Lost Lamp when the treasure was for the most part irrelevant <laughs> Um, through the whole thing. You could even argue the treasure is the lost lamp. Yes. Um, so that's another point in uh, favor of Aladdin. Better title. Better title. Aladdin 2, Return of Jafar. Straightforward, gets to the point. Who's back? Orig- originally, Jafar. the movie was even released as Return of Jafar. There was no Aladdin 2. Oh. It was just called Return of Jafar. That's all they needed to yeah. say. They they knew the audience knew. Yeah. That's some yeah. confidence right there. You know who he is. Um, what do we think about the Red Jafar? Red Genie Jafar? <laughs> so, Nicole and I were actually talking about this earlier today. Yeah, what, <laughs> so what are you I, saying? The, your, the, your genie body color depends on the clothes you wear. So, Jafar becomes a Red Genie because he wears red. Mm-hmm. Uh, genie must have been wearing, like, a denim jumpsuit when he was genified. So, that's why he's blue. Wow. 
Uh, so that's like that's genie lore right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> we that's answered big. some uh, long-standing Aladdin questions. Yeah. Uh, good. Well, so because we did have we had someone who wrote in and asked, uh, anyone know how genies get their colors? So that's good that we know don't have to answer. Um. Aladdin, Aladdin, Jasmine fan, twenty sevens question. Uh, there are, there are uh, two things I actually genuinely like about Jafar as a genie in this movie. What's that? The first is that he's a monkey's paw genie, where if you make your wish, he twists it. He twists it to make it as unpleasant as possible, mm-hmm. which is like the more traditional, like uh yeah uh, depiction of a gin in like fiction and media mm-hmm. i think it's interesting and it's a nice contrast to the kind of genie genie is which is he actually grants your wishes like normally yeah and the second thing i really like is that what jafar does to abiz mall is a reversal of what aladdin does to genie in the first movie aladdin tricks the genie right away to keep as many wishes as possible jafar tricks abiz mall right away to waste as many wishes as possible mm. It's like the one thing in the script I was like, oh, that's actually, that's clever. I like that little uh, parallel. If I were Abby Small, though, and I saw what happened with the first two wishes, I don't think I would want to wish a third wish. I definitely would not wish a third wish. I'd leave Jafar there and go. Yeah, because, um, you know, the first wish that Abby Small makes is he's like, I want the lost treasure of whatever. Yeah, like a sunken ship. Yeah, he's transported underwater where there's like a crack in tentacle. Uh, he's who knows how deep under the sea. Uh, no mermaids there to sing with him. And he's just drowning. He is forced to wish his way out and ends up uh, out of it. I would not wish a third wish. Feels like a bad time. Good. Yeah. I would need to. I would spend so much time trying to make a wish that was monkey monkey's paw proof. You'd uh, wish for Jafar to be nice to you, but then he'd fall in love with you and marry you. <laughs> then you're married to Jafar for the rest of your life. I wish for Jafar <laughs> to be nice to me. <laughs> he takes it too far. Jafar, yeah, Jafar. We we need to just be friends. But I love you. Um, that's not how he talks. Um. Aladdin 5, I married Jafar. <laughs> uh, um, okay. So, Aladdin, who is a man of strong moral character, Ren, let's, do you agree Aladdin is a man of strong moral character? Yes, Aladdin does not tell lies and he does not keep secrets. Yes. Um, which is why he's given the role of royal vizier. Yeah, a role he uh, has no political training or education for. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't really seem to have a deep cultural understanding of uh, Agrabah, how its trade works, you know, its relationship with other nations. Doesn't really connect with the people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the people that do recognize Aladdin, they want to kill him on sight or imprison him. So that's something. <laughs> Yeah, I think Aladdin, so what's going to happen is there's going to be some political discourse. Um, and so the Sultan's going to go to Aladdin. Aladdin, what should I do? Aladdin's going to say, well, let's, uh, you know, just steal from them and give it to the poor. That's not going to fix anything, Aladdin. Come on. What Aladdin needs to do is implement <laughs> a an in-depth tax system. Yes. Yes. Like, so, okay, so let's say Biden... Not to get too political here, 
<laughs> Biden puts Aladdin as the official U.S. royal vizier. Yeah. Okay. What are we gonna do about Russia, Aladdin? Uh, what are we gonna do? Genie, I wish Russia would disappear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got uh, it, Al. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so he could be good then. <laughs> I mean, all of our uh, can rough. do a lot of good domestically, not so yeah. much nationally. Yeah, that's pretty, it's pretty chaotic. All of Russia to disappear. Aladdin's gonna make a lot of enemies and make a lot of mistakes. Like this, this is a geopolitical disaster. Yes, uh, an entire, an entire yeah. massive country. The largest country on the planet has disappeared because Aladdin. Aladdin wished, wished it. <laughs> and then there's some like situation I'm sure where Aladdin's like, "Well, bring it back," and Genie's like, "I can't bring it back. I don't know where I put it." That would uh, definitely be written into it in Aladdin sequel. If they got to like yeah. Aladdin eight, that's hundred percent what would happen. Just to just to be in- entirely clear here, you and I just uh, completely on our own, without anything else possibly floating in the back of our heads, came up with a storyline in which. Uh, one person gives Russia, essentially gives Russia away, and another person loses. Uh, and... Nice job coming up with that storyline completely on our own. I think we did a good job there. Yeah, really good. Um, I think and then Aladdin can have a dance contest <laughs> against Putin for it. We can, he'll, uh, he'll use his dance move, the Sultan Shuffle. <laughs> Um, how long do you think the Sultan could ride that carpet? All night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, wee! Aladdin! Is this the first time Aladdin has ever let him use the carpet? It, I think so. Aladdin yeah. Aladdin to himself. Yeah. But you know, it's his carpet, you know? You're not gonna give your- you're not gonna like, give a- no. the Sultan your car keys, no. right? No. Does Aladdin have too many, um, side characters? At this, so it's in the first Aladdin. It's like respectable. You start with Abu, little mm-hmm. animal henchman. He doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. Then you get Genie. He has someone to bounce off of. Abu is left to like slapstick stuff with the carpet. You know they form the little slapstick team. Aladdin and Genie. They're the conversators. That's yeah. a good amount of little side characters. Two non-talkers, one talker. Mm-hmm. This movie, Aladdin has Abu, Iago, Carpet, Genie, Jasmine, the Sultan. Yep. It's exhausting. Can we throw Raja in there as well? Yeah, I'll throw Raja 50, in there 50% too. of the time. Raja's part of the gang. Yeah. It is. it is. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot formed around this one man. And even better, I love that after he is given the title of Royal Vizier, like, all these people hate him. <laughs> um, not really, just Jasmine and the Sultan. But Aladdin's like, everybody hates me. <laughs> yeah. So he goes to weep by the little pond. Well, uh, they hate him because uh, he lied about Iago. Yeah. You mean you have Iago in a cage? Yep. Lens like... More secrets, more lies. Oh my gosh. How could you be? But don't worry. Iago can give a pep talk. <clears throat> yep. Iago, uh... He's moved by Aladdin's compassion. Mm-hmm. So he, uh... He admits the truth to Jasmine. Yes. So now this, I will throw out there as the single worst Disney song ever created. Oh, forget about love. <laughs> yep. Really, Bryce? What? 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 What didn't you like about the Jasmine and Iago duet? He, here it is. Um. Ah, uh, I thought I wrote it down. Where is this? Where is this line? <laughs> Hold on. 
Is this the song that had the freaking granny line or no? Or is no, that coming up later? That's one. Jafar. You're okay. only second rate. Yes. Um, well, this one is, let's see, it doesn't fit in with the characters at all. It's like a bit too upbeat and jazzy to fit in with yep. the world of Aladdin. Iago's singing is painful. Uh, the characters' animations lose color. Like, they go really, uh, like, pale. The whole uh, movie is has a horrible washed-out mm-hmm. color scheme to it. Yeah. Like, I don't know what what's going on like what happened with this film mm-hmm. like aesthetically but the coloring like it's so washed it's faded yeah yeah it's very faded um it's just bad song bad musical number i, I the song is something about don't forget love or something yeah it's called forget about love yeah it's, well i like, i forgot about the song so like it's awful it's awful that this movie keeps inviting comparisons to the original because this is just such a shitty love song compared to a whole new world. Mm-hmm. Just like arguably one of Disney's best love ballads. Yeah. And this, it's just you have like a minute and a half of Jasmine and Iago duetting, then you get like ten seconds mm-hmm. no, of Aladdin and Jasmine together. Yeah. And like the brief moments where they're singing together, it's almost a little nice. But then <laughs> Iago immediately interjects. Yeah. Uh, so, Ren, are you telling me that you didn't have a Jasmine and Iago duet on your Aladdin 2 Return of Jafar bingo card? You know I will for Aladdin 3, though. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, now that we know that Iago is a beloved character, he's a Disney treasure, we can assume um, the third movie will just mostly feature him. Iago <sighs> and the King of Thieves. Yeah. Well, like, so I cause... just don't understand. I, I don't want to like harp on the song too long. But I oh, just don't understand Disney's logic in giving Gilbert Gottfried two songs. Even even acknowledging the fact that the directors apparently loved Iago so much that they wanted to make him the main character. Like, what is the rationale in giving him two songs? And, you know, Jasmine doesn't have her own song. Aladdin doesn't have his own song. They are the two actual leads. Like, if you're going to see Aladdin 2, if you're a kid who liked Aladdin, you probably want to see Aladdin and Jasmine above all else. Yeah. Um, and, like, in there, they're singing, uh, at least in the first movie, like, Aladdin and Jasmine, like, their voices are pretty solid. Yeah. They're a lot more easy to listen to than the shrieking nonsense that is Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. Um, I think it's a terrible song. Uh, it was bad. And things are just gonna go from bad to worse. <laughs> because, I well, actually, um, real quick, Ren, how long could you, I'm curious, how long could you live with your body compacted into a decent-sized treasure chest? Into a decent-sized treasure chest? Yeah, so it's still, it's still too small to fit you, so your <laughs> body is, like, compacted in there. Right. Uh, I think I'd die immediately. I think if you compacted me into a treasure chest, I all my bones would all my bones would break and I'd die huh. right away. Right away. Yeah. Um. Not even a second. Not, not even, even a last second. a second. I, I would snap my spine and my. I neck don't know how the body works. Right then and there. Well, uh, in the Aladdin universe, they don't have bones. No. Well, genies do. Well, uh, only when they get zapped by lightning from okay. lava. So that's the only time when the only time bones exist. exist. Uh, what leads you to believe that Aladdin doesn't have bones? He's uh, made of jelly. You know, he walks around like he's got jelly in him. Does he? <laughs> yeah, Did why I... not? 
Yeah, I missed that. You missed it. You weren't paying enough attention, okay? Dang. Dang. When I had no other screen to look at other than the screen on my phone, <laughs> I still was missing um, Jelly Legs Aladdin. Okay. Right. Yeah. Did you feel betrayed when Jafar made Iago betray Aladdin? What? Like, it almost ran. It was so confusing. What happened here? I have Jafar no clue what happened. Up. Jafar has so made baffling. his palace. He could just enact his plan now. Mm -hmm. But uh, instead, he. Like, here's the thing Jafar could have killed everyone here. But Ren, it, like, his plan Ren, revolves around not killing anybody. Yeah, because he can't. Oh, that's right, Bryce. A genie can't kill. But you'd be surprised what you can live through. Mm. But, like, his plan, even though he can't directly kill, his plan involves getting Aladdin killed. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I don't. Feel, I feel like that that must break the genie rule. Yeah, so I let's let's talk about that for a second. I think that's a a good conversation topic. Yep. So what is what is fair game in terms of I didn't kill like genie court? Okay, <laughs> so Jafar goes to genie court after Aladdin slips and falls into a pool of lava, which that he created. He for created Aladdin to slip and fall into. Yes. Um, he, you know he didn't put Aladdin into the lava. I don't know. I I think that this like blatantly breaks the genie killing logic. Yeah. Like Jafar cannot kill anyone as a genie, mm -hmm. but he can create a plan that ends up with Aladdin getting executed. Yep. Like, is it literally just like a genie cannot physically murder someone? Like, if a genie strangles you long enough, you just won't die at like the one percent of life you have left. You'll just keep clinging on. Well, yeah, because I feel like it opens up this whole, like, put something dangerous underneath and then put the human above opens up, an like, endless possibilities yeah. here. Like, you know, like, uh, like, you know, uh, Genie takes Aladdin and puts him above a wood chipper. Genie takes Aladdin and puts him above a cheese grater. Like, Genie takes Abyss Maul and brings him underwater. Exactly. Like, there is endless possibilities here. Um... And I, like, Jafar also, he doesn't play by the rules. No. So he could be breaking some genie rules. And had his lamp not been destroyed at the end of the spoilers, um, <laughs> maybe he would have faced some time in genie prison. Genie jail? <laughs> yeah, genie jail. Um, until his nephews show up to bring him home. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Um... I asked that. Oh, yeah. Genie and Abu eat a picnic, and that's when we get the villain song. Yep, the spiders are here. Yep. They are. And Jafar... So Jafar does not have a villain song in the first movie. He has, like, a reprise of uh, King Ali. Be prepared. Prince Ali. Prince Ali. Be prepared. Does he? Oh, he's like, Prince, Prince Ali. Fabulous was he. Now he's a peasant. Yeah. So he has that yeah. little bit at the end of the movie. Can I sing? Have his own can I do one more? Like one more? Like uh, because I was yeah, improving there, so I was. I felt like I was in it, and then you just pulled me out of it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I broke your improv. You can go back into the improv. Yeah. Um. Why don't I? What's the name of this song? 
You're only second rate. All right, can I improv a couple of? I know I I heard the song, but I couldn't. I, other than the lyrics I wrote down, I couldn't. I'll start with the lyrics I wrote down, and then I'll, right. you know, and then let me know if you want me to throw it to you, and then you can. So, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Zaba Kadabra, Granny's gonna grab ya. Second rate. And scene. All right, I'm All gonna right. do like a kind of like a spoken word version of it. Okay. All right. Uh, men cower at the power in my pinky. My thumb is number one mm-hmm. on every list. Yep. Uh, go ahead and zap me with a big surprise. Slap me in a trap. Cut me down to size. All right. Uh, that that was it. That was my yeah. uh, that was my little thing. Um, spooky fingers. Yeah, spooky fingers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the most intimidating part of the body, uh, the pinky and the thumb. Yeah, he uh, yeah, he gets really big fingers and shows Aladdin how big his oh uh, shows not Aladdin genie how big his fingers can be. Um, why does genie let this happen? Uh, genie's weak for some reason. He's just weaker than, than Jafar. Traveled the world. He's exhausted. He hasn't slept enough. He's still yeah. jet-lagged. It could be, like, Obi-Wan. Yeah, it's, a... it's like when uh, Darth Vader beat the shit out of Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hasn't... In this case, Genie hasn't used his... He hasn't used his powers in a few years. It's been a little bit. So, he's not used to it. And then all of a sudden, think, he uh, needs to. You think Darth Vader was a little disappointed with how Obi-Wan acted during their fight? Um... Like, if... if... If you were the guy who cut off my legs and my arm and turned me into a cybernetic <laughs> freak, and like ten years later, ten years later we met, and I was like, "All right, I'm finally gonna get my revenge," and you just run away from me, yeah, I'd be pretty upset with you. I'm not I'd gonna be lie. Up, I'd be upset, but I feel like he, I feel like it all worked out because he made Obi Wan reenact uh, his favorite episode of The Office, Beach Games. <laughs> so, I think it's fair. I think it's fine. Um, so I was thinking about Obi-Wan when I watched this movie. Yeah? Because in a way, Iago's storyline... Did you watch this week's episode? Yeah, yeah, I'm caught up. Okay, okay. In a way, Iago's storyline is similar to that of the third sister. (laughs) Go on! So, because Iago's whole thing here... Is taking away time from the characters we want to watch. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yes. And, and in addition... Right? Um, he's gonna... Iago plants a tracker on Aladdin who's gonna bring Jafar back to where everything is. Disney is so shameless. They will just steal from themselves whenever they yeah. can. Yeah, they were like, what are we gonna do for Obi-Wan? And they said, I don't know, but I just watched Return of Jafar and this was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. So, um, yeah, so no, here's what it is. Here's what it is. So it's specifically, so you know when Iago uh, and Aladdin and the Sultan go on their picnic date, which makes no sense? Yeah. Um, And they go to, like, this area on top of the waterfall, and then the horses with the wings pop out? Yeah. Right, so there, so this is what made me think of the third sister. So there, they could have had Aladdin, but Jafar was like, no, 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 we let Aladdin go. Yeah, Aladdin was going to die. He was going to yeah. crash headfirst into yes. a bunch of rocks. Yeah, but instead they let him go because that's part of the plan because there's a tracker planted on Aladdin to reveal the location for the rebel base. 
So if Aladdin dies here, there's no way that they can frame him because framing Aladdin requires putting the Sultan's hat inside his room where mm -hmm. Aladdin isn't. Yes. So Aladdin has to be alive for that mm -hmm. to happen. Yes. I got up to go to the bathroom during this part. <laughs> I did not pause the movie. How much did you miss? Just this. I came back and I heard Aladdin was being framed for death. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and so uh, it's like Harry Potter, you know, goes from Star Wars to Harry Potter. And uh, Aladdin's going to get his head chopped off like the hippogriff. Yep. Um, but a genie has a time turner. He does. He goes back in time. And by by Aladdin 3, by the way, I assume that the time turner will be forgotten about by the, the creators. So that shouldn't be counted as a relevant uh, plot device. No, don't think about it anymore. No. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. I never thought about that as a plot hole until just recently. <laughs> I saw that brought up somewhere and I was like, what the hell? Well, the books do a good job at like making the time turners difficult to get. For the kids after a certain point. Mm -hmm. Like if I remember right after the third one. Like Hermione can't even get her hands on a time turner anymore. Okay. And I really yeah. only know that. Because I read them for the first time like three years ago. Well so because. Um, so what is the. Are they one time use? I don't think they're one time use. Because she uses one for the whole school year in the third book. They're incredibly powerful. They're incredibly powerful. So it's like. It's like Doc's DeLorean. Yeah. With the, the plutonium. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you can use it multiple times, and it's, it's powerful charge, but, you know, 1.21 gigawatts of electricity. You have to run really fast to get it going. Yes, 88 miles per hour. Which if you're not you hitting that, do. you're not going to be time traveling. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We got to talk about Jurassic World Dominion at one have, point. Have you watched it? Absolutely not, but don't I worry. I, I, I looked through the Reddit thread, um, the spoilers one, so... It sounds like they've all been horrible. All the Jurassic yeah. World movies are abysmal, but this one in particular, it sounds like a real steaming pile there's, of shit. There's something about locusts that is a main <laughs> like plot point. Apparently, it's not even like a post-apocalyptic dinosaur world, right? They just like live normally in harmony. Yeah. yeah. So stupid. Yeah. I, I yeah. Yeah. Um, ba -da -bum. so Jasmine, the genie our taunts Aladdin as Jasmine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and did you notice? So I don't know. So maybe this Aladdin should have known that this wasn't the real Jasmine run. Yeah, what should have tipped him off, Bryce? I think. Well, I didn't. This is just me thinking about it now. Now that you've helped me see the full picture, that maybe Aladdin that. Uh, this Jasmine was not being as physical with Aladdin. So Aladdin should have realized. I don't know, Bryce. Let me ask you something. Okay. You're, uh, you're accused of uh, murdering Jenna's father, who's not dead. Okay. And uh, right before Jenna's parents' guards behead you, Jenna shows up and taunts you. Do you, do you think it's her? What, what tips you off that it's not her? Um... If her face turns into, like, my nemesis's face. Like that, Mitch. Sh I, <laughs> sure. My nemesis Mitch. <laughs> if her face turns into Mitch's face, I will have a sense that it's not her. All right. I, th 
I think that makes sense. So, uh, Genie saves the day, saves yeah. Aladdin, breaks free after Iago breaks him free. Right. Well, so Iago's then, the real hero. These are Iago's. Iago's yeah, we we owe you Iago. No, you don't owe him anything. We owe you everything, Iago. Yeah. We forgive you. Yeah, like here, Ren. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh push you down the hill, but yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna then go down to the bottom and I'm gonna help you up. Thanks. That was really nice of you. I forgive you. Yeah. Um, that's not how that works. It's not how that works. It's not how that works. Um, I saved you. I dropped you. And uh, you broke. Um, do you know what the voice is, Ren? It's eleven ten. I'm sorry. The voice that. Yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm doing. I think I'm doing Abed as um. Gilbert Gottfried. No, uh, in the Dungeons and Dragons episode. Oh, the the yes, yes, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I think that's the voice that I'm. You know, um, it's definitely not one to one. Um, let's see, let's see. I thought the flower was gonna come into play, the special emerald flower. Nope, nothing. Nope. Just something um, I wanted. Let's see. Um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his face? Um, abysmal. Yeah, George. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do this, genie. I can't do this. Um, so he is gonna, without wishing, get a ton of gold. And I said, forgetting Dijon's name from last week, <laughs> I said in my notes, this is like when Mustard wanted a ton of stuff. You're right, Bryce. Mm-hmm. So uh, he gets a ton of stuff in, and Jafar's like, hey, dude, wish me free. But Abismal says, no, you've been really mean to me, and I, I don't respect you as, like, a friend or a person. Yeah. Uh, it's this a... relationship hasn't been working for me in, like, a professional capacity. Mm-hmm. I'd like to end things now. Yeah. It's a very mature conversation. <laughs> really mature. If you ever need to quit a job, I'd say take notes from this conversation. <laughs> um... Should I like print it out? Print it out, yeah. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Um, Uh, They destroyed the the carpet. Yeah, the carpet dies, which is confusing. (laughs) Can't kill carpet, and it also shattered. It 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 broke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like the mirror dimension. Uh, Aladdin and Jasmine, uh, well, so, yeah, Jafar drops, uh, he opens up a giant pool of lava, which is very convenient for his lamp to be dropped into. Stupid move. Gets dropped into, turns into, like, a green goo. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't fall into the lava right away. Jafar breaks everything around the lamp, so Aladdin will fall first. Yeah. That way, it's gravity that kills him, not Jafar. But, so let's, let's, you know... Once the lamp is busted, it undoes pretty much what it did. Yeah, it reverses everything. So, if I were Jafar, my number one goal is not kill Aladdin. It's make sure that that lamp doesn't fall into the lava. Because I can't kill Aladdin. Because if Aladdin falls into the lava and then the lamp does, Aladdin still lives. Would Aladdin have stories to share? 
about when he was dead. <laughs> he would have tell us all what heaven is like. Yeah. Um, yeah, he'd be like, <laughs> Sultan, in heaven, you can ride the carpet all day long. But they told me that you're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Who, the carpet did? No, the people in heaven. Okay. Twice. He, he, Aladdin asked about his friends. Yes. And everyone's going to go up to heaven except Sultan. Yes, yeah, Sin and Sultan. Sultan did some war crimes. Yes. Um, and then uh, the movie's done. But Iago is everyone's friend. And Aladdin and Jasmine make a big decision. They're going to see the world. What? It's, this this beat the movie has been building up to aladdin and jasmine are constantly talking about in the movie how they want to see the world and go on adventures and do things together yeah that happened when i was in the bathroom right (laughs) it's such a weird like so here's the thing this movie has 13 people with writing credits on it (laughs) 13 different people wrote the script to this movie and it's pretty damn obvious (laughs) They 24 hour played this. Yeah, they did. They it's basically this is as coherent, maybe even less so than our 24 hour plays. Yep. Um Yeah, that's the only reason why it ends with a lot because so when you're saying that it spins off into the TV show, is yeah. is that what ha- is the TV show Aladdin and Jasmine and Friends traveling the world? I don't think they travel the world. I think they stay, like, localized in Africa right. and just have adventures there. I'm, like, mad. <laughs> I'm, like, so, actually mad. So it doesn't even, like, follow up on the premise of what the movie ends on. Uh, uh Aladdin 2. Uh, don't forget the post credit scene. Oh, uh, what? Did you not stick through the whole credits? Friend. Why would I in any right mind not shut this thing off as soon as the Walt Disney Home Videos whatever presents thing? Because it's not over, Bryce. How is I supposed to know that? Ten years of cinema have taught you never to leave until the credits are done. Is it a Marvel movie? No. But it's so if new- I'm doing Disney- my flowchart... Hey, Mar- Marvel is Disney now. But Disney, Marvel wasn't Disney at the time. If I'm doing my flowchart, <laughs> is it Marvel? Yes. Stay. No, don't stay. You should just stay for every credits. What have I missed? You missed a very, like, a one-second scene where Abby's Mall says, I'm not getting my third wish, am I? Where is he? He's, like, hanging from a tree or something. Oh, uh, that's right. Last time we saw him, he was in a tree. Glad yeah. they dealt with that character. He's He's got to be in the third one. I think he's the big bad in the third one. No, don't look. Don't look. I know he's not the big bad in the third one. Oh. He's, in the, seen... he's, in, the, he's in the TV show. Ren, have you watched this before? This one? Return of Jafar? Yeah, I've seen this one. When I was a and, little kid. And you returned You returned to the Return of Jafar. I returned to Jafar. Uh, King of Thieves is the third one. That's the one I watched more when I was little. That one has Aladdin's dad in it. Prince Ali, King of the Thieves. Wearing some sandals. <laughs> Friends with the monkey and a carpet. <laughs> he lets the sultan ride the carpet. He trapped Iago in a cage. So, Bryce. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to... No, wanna... I just... I want to <laughs> keep going. <laughs> Do you want to hear some trivia before I read reviews? Um... 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have I have one piece of trivia before I go to the reviews left. Okay. Uh, Walt Disney Television Animation Australia animates the first 33 minutes of the film. Uh, when <laughs> Obvious Maul jumps over the palace walls, the animation switches to Walt Disney Animation Japan and its support studios. Uh, is that why the first 33 minutes was upside down? <laughs> I actually thought the animation got better throughout the movie. Yeah. So it was like, the it was the two studios. It was Australia and Japan. So Disney Australia does the first half hour, then Disney Japan does the last half hour. That's how the best movies are made. <laughs> you do yeah. half, we do oh. the other half. We'll splice it. Uh, we'll use the moment when Jafar jumps over a wall as our meeting in the middle. They also split the uh, script between the thirteen writers, so they all got their own pages right, and then they all stapled them together. Yeah, <laughs> like a group project. <laughs> Yeah, the writers were a little bit, I think, so 12 of them, 12 of them worked really hard, and then they were really worried that the 13th wasn't going to come through. And in fact, they didn't show up the day of the presentation. So that's why Aladdin and Jasmine go to see the world. <laughs> um, that, okay. All of this makes sense. Um, Down Under. I have four reviews tonight. Okay. Three IMDb reviews and a very special treat. The original Entertainment Weekly review of Return of Jafar from 1994. Oh, wow. Yeah, I found it, like, on pure chance. Wow. All right, so I'll start with the IMDb ones. I'll go okay. uh, highest to lowest. Yep. <clears throat> review of Aladdin 2, The Return of Jafar. This is a way more than some 5.9, I swear, really good movies get it bad. Okay, I'm already stressed. What is happening? <laughs> 10 out of 10, Mr. Waterfall. I Wait, love was that it? No, no, this is the title. What was this? What? This is the title. Here's the review. <laughs> <Sorry. Okay. laughs> I love this as much as the first. I know Robin Williams isn't the genie, but I didn't know it as a teenager and young adult. But you got Iago, which is still funny and great, and he turns the good guy. Plus, you know well that Jafar will be back eventually, so why wait? So find out if he ever dies, so he can go away for good. The genie is different, yeah, but almost many talk about the characters. Well, sure, they sort of grow up different when things start to happen when Aladdin and Iago and stuff, so their attitudes change. And Jafar lost humor due to his jealousy and rage on Aladdin. It's like a turn to dark type of thing. He's angry, not silly anymore. The colors are still gorgeous, the hard work on it. I love Iago, my fave, then Aladdin, then genie, then carpet. The humor is down, too. Do I think it's more of a serious atmosphere with lies and worries with Iago around and the unrelenting nonstop angry of Jafar out to kill Aladdin? Of course, it's not as funny, but I don't care. It's bound to happen eventually. If Disney didn't make it in empty air, Jafar will be found and released, and he would, without or knowing, kill Aladdin. So to me, I don't care if it's not like the O or not. I love it. It's more about Iago and funny things and gets deep, dark, a little totally underrated. Again, I love Iago, so he saves the day, so whatever. Hate a good movie like this. I for sure have an open mind, not picky one-sided view. Others will say, no Robin Williams. I know he is better by far, sure. I agree, but on the whole, it's a magical aspect of Aladdin that had to be made, and I, for once, really love it, and for once, Iago is a hero. So, 10 out of 10. I love it, even if you hate it. I, I, I'm right there with you, Nicole. I'm so sorry. I want uh, uh, Ren. Yeah. For, why, why is this individual so defensive? Did he make the movie? 
so whatever. I love Iago. <laughs> yeah, it may the not be the O. So whatever <laughs> in the review. <laughs> I get it. He's what did what did you say about the genie? He's not a. Uh, he's he's not as silly or as funny. It's it's sort of a well, turn to dark. Well, no, ja- no, 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 no. Jafar is the one that's not as silly this time around. Don't you remember in the first Aladdin when Jafar is so silly? <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, bring on the, uh, what's next? Middle of the road? Middle of the road, five out of 10. <clears throat> a lot of changes. Uh, Rachel Chinby. <laughs> when I first saw the sequel, I really noticed a lot of changes. I watched the original again, then the sequel, so I could connect and remember the way the characters were. First, I really thought that Jasmine would interrogate more about whether Aladdin got the flower jewel thingy, since Aladdin said that he stole it. If you were the princess who didn't know where he stole it from, or where he gave the rest of the treasures, you sure would ask him about it. Also, I was surprised to see that they became a bit more actually romantic. Like in the first movie, Jasmine was a bit of a hard-to-get princess, and in this sequel she became, like, too romantic? Also, they became less serious. There really are a lot of changes in the character. Also, the parrot was very loyal to Jafar in the first movie, and I couldn't believe that he turned away like that to Jafar. Also, I was confused about the genie thing, haha, <laughs> because Aladdin's genie or Robin Williams or in here, Dan Castellaneta was very kind and he never hurt Aladdin when he was his master. Can a genie hurt their master? I mean, when they are currently their master, because Jafar tried to hit that man. Also, I was confused why genie still has that thing on his wrist. In the original movie, it was broken or destroyed during the last part, right? Anyways, Dan Castellaneta did a good job with being the voice of Genie here. At first, I really thought it was Robin Williams. The voice was kind of similar to his that I didn't know about it until I read the names of the casts. Haha. <laughs> Same with Liz Calloway, singing voice of Jasmine. I didn't notice it at first, too, but I already knew that it was not Leah who was going to be the singing voice. I like Liz, but I like Leah more. However, Liz still did a good job here, and so with Brad Kane and the other voice actors. The thing I miss the most about the original are the songs, which aren't really much in the sequel. I just love A Whole New World and Friend Like Me that at first, I couldn't accept the new songs. Haha. <laughs> I really missed the original one, and I was expecting for a good sequel with not much changes and with a more reasonable and great plot. Well, as the saying goes, nothing beats the original. We really can't expect that the sequel would be so good as the predecessor. Wah! I just miss the songs, the songs, the songs! Okay, overall, the movie is still good and the story is good. I like how the voice actors and singers were changed, made it look like there were not much changes. And that's that. Uh... It... it... I the, love IMDb reviews. The, the defensive review sounded less positive about the movie than this one did. Yeah. Okay. Ready for the one out of ten? Yeah. <clears throat> Not a great sequel. Angels review. So, wow. What should I really talk about here? It's bad, so it's hard to center on just one thing. The characters are choppy, the storyline is unexplained for the most part, and the voices make me cringe most of the time, especially Iago. I mean, it was fine when he had a very little screen time, but this feels like it's catering to him. I mean, Iago's singing voice is so freaking bad, it hurts my ears. More on that in the voices part. According to Genie, he is supposed to have less power now that he's free, but when we see him doing all the things he used to do before he was free. There is also the fact Aladdin hasn't married Jasmine yet, and yet even though they are engaged, he does a lot of stupid stuff in order to get money and give it to the poor. 
what is he? Robin Hood of the Desert? The personalities of all the characters might have been good in the first, but they should have grown by now. Also, the genie is way too annoying. Seriously, they just milked this series for all it was worth. Even the new villain feels off, and I don't even know if we can even consider him a villain. He seems too dopey to be a villain. The animation is cheap and unappealing for the most part. Most of the wonderful styles seem underplayed, and I think part of it was the long gap between movies. There is also a lot of inconsistencies in the artwork. There are way too many singing in this show again, and it has to be Iago singing, it looks like it. Again, I hate the singing. I don't see anime doing this all the time, and please, don't try to tell me about an anime they did like this. Goku would never. Goku would never, you're right. No. <laughs> you ready for the no. Entertainment Weekly review? Yeah, what's up with Entertainment Weekly? All what right. do have to say? So this is the review from May 20th, 1994 by Steve Daly. If a knockoff is a cheap copy of a famous maker's work, what do you call something like The Return of Jafar, the straight-to-tape sequel to 1992's buoyant animated feature Aladdin? Here's a knockoff dressed up as the real thing. It carries the Disney label and costs about as much as a tape of Aladdin, but it's clear from the first jerky frame that the same time, care, and creativity didn't go into it. Sheer numbers apparently made it impossible to resist re-rubbing the Aladdin lamp. The film is Disney's most wildly successful movie franchise ever, with theatrical, video, and merchandising revenues already in the $1 billion range. Little of that money seems to have been invested in Jafar, which was stitched together mainly by the studio's animation facilities in Australia and Japan. In fact, though its build is made for t video project, it looks exactly like the Aladdin series already running on Disney's pay cable channel and headed for CBS and syndication this fall. Most of the voice cast from the original is on hand, plus a new thief played by, Jace, played by Seinfeld's Jason Alexander, and Jonathan Freeman as the titular villain can still make even the plainest dialogue a study in egomaniacal wheel. But Robin Williams, alas, has disappeared from the role of the genie. Here, the big blue guy's lines are spoken by Dan Castellaneta, Homer on The Simpsons. He does his best to match Williams' speed, but he's not funny here. Overall, the genie now comes off more as a pest than a friend. The tape songs, aside from an opening Arabian Nights, Ashman Mencken reprise, are mainly from television composers, and they're tired stand-ins for the movie's big numbers. As the chase-heavy revenge plot unfolds around the redemption of shifty parrot Iago, you get a lot of mindless street fights in which Aladdin often comes off as not just callow, but doltish. Princess Jasmine is reduced to a domesticated bulb, and the magic carpet looks especially threadbare, short short of the intricate and costly computer design used in Aladdin. What made Disney think its loyal video audience would be happy with a cheap imitation? Wishful thinking. C-. Ouch. I'm glad I found that. Yeah. I feel like it, uh... It's nice to know that it wasn't well-received. It is nice to know that. I feel vindicated in a way. Yeah. It also uh... kind of puts in perspective and reminds me that, like, you know, there are Disney did have high standards. Oh like, yeah. This this is just so below their batting average and we we take it for granted that like these direct to video sequels exist and they're like a huge part of Disney's brand. But like at the time there wasn't anything like this to dilute their image. Mm -hmm. This was like the beginning of like the end of Disney's like truly like prestigeness, especially after the Renaissance kind of rebuilt it. Well, yeah, cuz they would still go on to release in theaters to have have some big hits but like yeah this would the fact that these existed at all um with such low quality but still the disney name on it ouch not not great um 
And like, I also think the, to me, the interesting bit that you read in there was that the Aladdin show was going to go on to syndication at CBS. Uh, yeah. I would assume like, I would assume morning, like, uh, like, uh, Saturday mornings or something like that, but maybe even just like five o'clock come home. Aladdin's on CBS. I remember watching it after school. Interesting. Um, well, okay. Ren. It's time, time to, to rate, rate that movie. So now that our conversation's done, do you still think it's worse than DuckTales? Good question. Um, I don't think so. I, I think that it's not a lot better. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's much better, but I do think it... Like, the thing is, neither movie has artistic integrity mm-hmm. in any capacity. But, like, Aladdin 2, you can tell that, like, maybe one of those, maybe one or two of those 13 writers had a good idea. Yes. Yeah. So, it's, it's very much like a case of too many cooks in the kitchen. Dun, 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 dun. Prince Ali. <laughs> um, there t- I think, so I gave DuckTales the movie Treasure of the Lost Lamp a 3.5. So, this is like maybe a 4. I, I don't feel right giving it anything higher than a four. I think I think that's reasonable. I'm debating between a 3.5 and a four myself. Because mm-hmm. I gave DuckTales a three. Yeah. So I'm trying to decide if, in my eyes, Return of Jafar is a full point better or just half a point. Um, yeah. I guess I'll give it a full point better. Because it wasn't boring. It didn't bore me the way that DuckTales did. Mm-hmm. And I, I did have some, some nice things to say about and, it. And, like, it's runtime... That was that was good. Yes, it did not overstay <laughs> its well. Well, it overstayed its welcome, but uh, it it ended at a as soon as I got exhausted enough. Yeah, I I think that's something I need to take into consideration as well. It's just that like the is seventy two minutes in and out, in and out. Done. Perfect. Um, Rand, we're watching one of my favorite movies ever next week, unironically. Dead seriously, one oh, of my favorite movies ever. I don't doubt you when you say that. I adore a Goofy movie. I that's what's next. That's what's next. Yes. I loved Goof Troop growing up. It was always one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my fondest memories as a child is uh, one day I stayed home sick from school and my dad stayed with me and mm-hmm. we played through this SNES Goof Troop game together from start to finish. Love it, love it. So you that connection. And then a goofy like, movie is like the uh, father son goofy max connection. You know, I yeah. lived it. Yeah, I played the game. I'm so excited to talk about a goofy movie next week. Me too. I, like, I have I have no doubt that this will actually be a genuinely good one. Yeah, and I I I I'll watch it because I love it. But I like I could honestly right now go into a goofy movie. <laughs> um, I've seen it so many times. I love them. Like it's I'm so excited talk about a goofy movie and it's gonna be the high that i'm gonna need to live off of as we watch uh the like 46 films that come after hey hey nine weeks after we'll be watching an extremely goofy movie huh (laughs) (laughs) that one believe it or not ren i'm a lot less high on really you don't like an extremely goofy movie are you playing me I think you'll like it this time. Maybe I just haven't watched it enough. Bryce, 
I think after you watch Aladdin 3, Pooh's Grand Adventure, Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas, Belle's Magic World, Pocahontas 2, Lion King 2, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, and Seasons of Giving, an extremely goofy movie will feel like an oasis in a desert. <laughs> Why are we doing this to ourselves? Uh, because it was this or Keenan and Kel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'd have anything to say about Keenan and Kel. I know I wouldn't have anything to say about Keenan and Kel, but yeah. I think this will, this has been driving good conversation for these two episodes. I think we can keep the momentum going. Prince Goofy, son of... Uh, no, Prince, Prince Max, son of Goofy, king of the skate park. Are you excited that we'll be back to Aladdin in two weeks? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really not. Let, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let, let's see what the next few weeks are going to look like. So we got Aladdin again <laughs> in two weeks. Then we got a Pooh Bear. Then we get two uh, Beauty and the Beast sequels. Pocahontas, Lion King. And then two Christmas specials. Mickey's Once Upon a... Are you familiar with Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas? I don't know. Not bad. That one, not bad. I don't know if I've seen that before. Or mm. I'm remembering this thinking of something else oh yeah i think i have seen this i remember mickey and minnie's gift of the mad guy yeah but we do get uh i think the um we'll get more like waka waka do you know what that was that's that's fozzy bear he's a muppet waka waka no i I was doing uh last week the waka waka i don't have my uh yeah it's turtle time I think DuckTales was a great foundation. You think so? I think I'm going to be talking about DuckTales this entire time. <laughs> I think I, it left I, a serious mark on my well-being. <laughs> I really think we haven't even... I don't think we've seen the worst of it. I think we're going to... No. One of these movies is going to just throw us for a loop. It's going to break us. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be something like we wouldn't expect, like Lady and the Tramp 2. Or, or I don't know, I I both Brother Bear two and Cinderella three a twist in time. Those are the two for me that I'm just like. Those people put time into those. I think so. Cinderella three a twist in time might have the highest Rotten Tomato score of the directed video sequels. All right, Ren. Well, I'm gonna go back in time. That's it. And, uh, I don't know. Watch Return of Jafar on tape as it was meant to be seen. Yeah, that I maybe yeah, it's because I watched it digitally on my phone that I missed. Anything. You you couldn't appreciate the nuances of the animation no. of the story. No. All right. Um. Well, let's. Uh. Everyone should watch a goofy movie on Disney Plus. We'll talk about it next week, and it'll be a very fruitful, cheese filled, uh, possum filled conversation. It sure will. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ren. It's been a pleasure. And thank you all so much for listening, if you made it this far. And I hope that you have a great rest of your day. I'll see you all at Aladdin's execution. Bye, everyone. Good night.